So hello and welcome to the next episode of CryptoCast. Today I have, I'm delighted to be joined by Andrew Scalia, who is, uh, works with Cryptio, which is a bookkeeping service for crypto. Hi Antoine, ha- pleasure to meet you. Hi James, pleasure to be here. So Antoine, I think quite a lot of people are used to accounting for more traditional assets. How would you say that accounting for crypto assets is different to how you would account for more traditional types of assets? Well, I would say that accounting for crypto is is different because basically it's it's a new topic. Um, and it's a new topic from a regulatory perspective and from a technical perspective. Um, as a regulatory perspective, we can come back to this afterwards. But basically, the main idea is that there is no accounting standard that currently exists to explain how these things um, should be accounted for. So it's different because it's new and you don't really know how to account for it. Um, the, 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 the fact that these is very early, um, it's also, um, a difficulty because you don't have any accounting, you don't have any accounting standards, but on the other side, you don't have such a thing as crypto assets, crypto asset embrace a lot of different stuff, a lot, a lot of different token types. And these things might have also different treatment. Um, so this is another difference, another difficulty. We can come back to this afterwards. And I would say that the third one, um, the third reason why it's it's different is is a, a, a technical perspective. Um, blockchains, which are like kind of the, the networks where these um, assets are uh, living and, and transacting, um, are kind of a new um, transaction space. Uh, we are in, in traditional world. We are used to uh, information system of banks and financial institutions. You have kind of open API uh, movement where now it's pretty easy to get data um, from from bank accounts or to get to get data from the traditional finance system. Uh, blockchains are a kind of new um, transaction space, and so being a new um, transaction space, there is kind of a challenge around how to connect. If you want to account for this, uh, you need to connect this new space with our legacy systems, meaning like the all the accounting systems that are uh, accounting firms are, are currently using using, and this is kind of a kind of a difficulty, and that's also what makes accounting for these assets different. That, that's really interesting. You, you mentioned se- several difficulties there. What, what would you say are the largest um, accounting challenges for those who are holding digital assets? Oh, I think that's pretty um, that's pretty straightforward. The first one is really to to sit down with lawyers, accountants, and 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 also maybe some some regulatory bodies, and basically find an acceptable uh, regulatory in, in accounting interpretation, a legal interpretation of of, of your activity. Um, so, because there is no, since there is no real accounting standards, uh, you have different different options, and you need to find one that is. Um, that you can rely on 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 the midterm and long term. Uh, so I think that's that's basically the first one. And we've seen uh, we've seen um, especially it's a bit extreme. But if you look at all the ICO movements, uh, of course, uh, the most of companies didn't take the time of 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 thinking about this. And and now you have a bunch of lawsuits 
uh, run by the by the ACC and and, um, and all these um, companies that are in in very very deep troubles right now. Um, the second one is I would say the second main challenge will be once you have fine and once you have decided decided about this 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 framework and this uh, interpretation is to implement a compliant and transparent. Uh, bookkeeping system of your activity, and and when I say bookkeeping system, it, it's not just about okay to do the accounting. Of course, do the accounting. It's something important and something we it's, it's something we working we working on at Crypto. But since there is, um, as I said, a lot of regulatory challenges, you need to have a system where you can keep track of everything in a very transparent way, so that um, it could be also useful for audits and and other. Uh, um, compliance processes so that anyone from the government, tax administration, accounting um, administration can just come to you and you just show a system, you just you just show data that he can he can understand. Because if 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 these guys have to go directly and get the data from the chain, like the raw data, there will be kind of a asymmetry of information and that could be on the long run problem for your for your business. So yeah. I think these are the two main main challenges that that you have to that companies need need to solve. And, and both of those do, do sound difficult. Um, I mean, is is there a commonly accepted way in which, which people are accounted for crypto, given the challenges involved, or it, it, would you say market practice is still evolving? No, uh, no. I, um, as I said, there is no real um, accounting standards that exist today. So basically, what you have is so the usually it's the if we're looking at uh, um, gap, which are like the accounting um, principles that are used like all over the world. Um, you um, the administration uh, authority that is that is um, which which role is to 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 basically build and write the, the rules has not said anything around around um, crypto. So um, accountants uh, they have they have kind of different alternatives um, and and the thing that they have to do is basically refer to existing accounting standards but on the other side if uh, you have some some groups that depends also from the uh, financial accounting standard boards which is this authority that that, that writes the uh, gap rules um, that worked a little bit and said okay if we look at what crypto asset are um, the first thing is that you it can't be classified as cash or cash equivalents um, on, on GAAP financial statements. And the reason why it can be classified as cash or cash equivalents is that because they are not backed by a sovereign government or, or like kind of, yeah, uh, considered legal tender currency or stuff like that. So, um, okay, so maybe not cash or not cash equivalent, but they're also liquid. So it might be, uh, it might be also a problem not to be classified as cash or cash equivalent. On the other side, they said also that it cannot be classified as a financial instrument or financial asset because they they do not represent any kind of contractual right to receive cash or other kind of financial instrument. Um, and so, but the last thing is that they're also intangible um, and uh, they, they're intangible and but they, they do not clearly meet the definition of, of inventory. Um, so they can't be labeled as inventory in the balance sheet. So at the end, Okay, it should be like intangible assets. Um, so that's kind of the recommendation that these groups um, have made. But at the end, what we're seeing, so we have 
we're working with businesses and accounting firms like all over the world. And what we're seeing is that you have today a lot of different options and like accounting firms are, are, are um, implementing a lot of different options, including options that that goes uh, um, on the on the that 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 goes for instance for accounting for cash or cash equivalents so meaning um, that goes against the recommendation of these of these groups so a lot of work to be done uh, and and a lot of a lot of different options uh, that, that's very interesting it's interesting how you're saying that they, they've looked at assets in terms of whether they are financial instruments whether they are cash and so on would you say that then there is a uniform approach which gets taken by accountants to all crypto assets, or would you say that different tokens are being should be accounted for in different ways? No, that's 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 actually a difficulty, and also I think that we should not blame uh, uh, accounting, uh, like for instance. Um, the uh, financial accounting standard boards or national uh, accounting administration for not like working or releasing a specific crypto accounting framework because i believe that at the end there is no such thing like as a crypto accounting framework because you have as you said you have a lot of different token types and more and more since the market is is maturing we're seeing a lot of different stuff and different stuff should have different treatments so uh, a very good example is the um example the uh, example of finma uh, the swiss um swiss administration which basically said it was for the uh, the i think they released this in, in 2018 or something uh, after the the ico boom but they say we seeing three different types of token we see in payment tokens so like what we call today cryptocurrencies things that are used for for payments um and they have uh, they should have like specific rules around around uh payments uh, we're saying utility to utility tokens which basically could not be qualified as, as securities and just like kind of access rights to an application so they should have a different uh treatment and they say we're also seeing as asset back token which basically are token that represent values of, of an asset like a real life asset or any type of asset like things based on gold uh, uh security um, uh, uh, financial instruments or whatever and these should have uh, a specific specific treatment and the treatment that they should have would basically be things around like if it's if it's if it's back a security uh it should be accounted uh basically has as a security so i think that we will see uh we won't see like kind of a very specific global Accounting treatment for crypto, but we will see very specific things uh, based on on the nature of of the assets. And kind of just a sort of question building on that, really, which is, um, I mean, even when you have the same crypto assets, historically we've seen different exchanges attribute different values to the same crypto assets. You'll get different yeah. Bitcoin prices depending on which exchange you use. You, you then get sort of other people look, looking at this in terms of whether there's arbitrage opportunities, but do you think we'll be heading to a world where people are taking the same approach to value at least the same as crypto assets when they are bigger ones like uh, Bitcoin? Um, or do you, so for example, something like a, a global exchange of official prices, and yep. do you think that's going to then impact the accounting requirements for those crypto assets? Yeah, I think, um... Um, yeah, I think we're going through, uh, we, 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 we're going in that direction. Uh, what we're seeing today with, uh, with 
uh, our clients is that, as you said, uh, valuation is 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 like kind of very challenging for businesses and, and financial institutions today because of the problem you mentioned, because of the problem that there is like, you know, like different prices for same assets across uh, different exchanges. And there are no such thing as like a kind of a global index. Uh, we're seeing some spread across exchanges and, and we're seeing also, uh, and that's maybe the, mo the biggest problem, like some exchanges that have big part of the, of the liquidity um which which have kind of unreal unreliable data um and so you can't really trust uh the data coming from from certain exchanges and the problem is as i said that these exchanges represent like a huge part of the liquidity um so that's that's i think that's basically the problem because it's it's a it's an it's an early market but on the other side today these problem is also of course an opportunity for investor it's a, an opportunity for investor because they can do some arbitrage exchanges and they can do also arbitrage like like white trading, but they could do also arbitrage on the valuation policy, because if you don't have such a thing at the global index, uh, you, you have basically, um, you have basically different options, you can use different exchanges um, to do the uh, valuation, of course, you can't change like the source from one transaction to the other, but you can, you can basically choose, for instance, one exchange and stick to this exchange for all your, um, all your transaction. And so you will have Speaking different exchanges will have uh, different bottom lines, um, so it's it's a kind of um, it's it's a technically it's a challenge, but uh, but it's also an opportunity for for businesses. Uh, but but to answer your question, I think that yeah, the market is is, is definitely maturing. Um, we seeing some some players uh, in the market solving this uh, reliability problem of of data and pricing data. Uh, with like crypto data, market data businesses built that are currently building indices uh, with like top traditional uh, data company. Um, and, and, and I think that with more and more traditional players coming into the space, we'll see the, the emergence of, of, of more of a, like global in, indices. And, 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 and I think a good example of this is what we've seen with the, um, when the SME started the Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, futures uh, marketplace, they like they just they found they have also a Bitcoin Ethereum real time index. Uh, so I think that's a good a good example uh, that says that when the like traditional player coming into the um, into the space and in that case like list this futures and the Bitcoin Ethereum futures, it comes also with like uh, a real time index. So I think that in the future this problem will be solved, and I think that in the future we'll see. Uh, we'll see global um, global index on which like companies and financial institutions can can rely on for valuation and and therefore accounting. That, that's absolutely thank uh, fascinating. Thank you very much. And I think these issues are going to be core to all crypto asset businesses moving forward. And I think every crypto asset business is going to need to have a solid bookkeeper behind them to help navigate these waters. If anyone listening wants to talk to Antoine about anything mentioned on this, his email address is antoine at cryptio.co. That's A-N-T-O-I-N-E at C-R-Y-P-T-I-O dot C-O. Thank you very much for coming on, Antoine. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, James.